Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, just wherever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hey, guys. Hello, hello, Alex. How are you this afternoon? It is afternoon, isn't it? I am doing good. Doing good. Making it happen. That's right. All right. Our other co-host, Austin, is here. How you doing, Austin? I am praying to the Pokemon gods that my audio is better. Please, 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 please. 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 It sounds good in the recording. So we're going on faith here. It doesn't make sense. Oh. No. Because you got a new laptop. You're you're bringing this nervous energy. You gotta gotta stop. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Let me try something. Don't. Just let it go. Let it, go, let it go, just God. like Elsa. Okay. Channer your... Hole never bothered me anyway. Channer your inner Elsa. That's right. Channer your inner Elsa. Say that three times fast. Channer your inner Elsa. Channer. Channer. <laughs> That's what you said. I did not. Channer. Oh, That's what I heard. Disney tongue twisters. Let's go ahead and get on to the big announcement for this week. This is our countdown to 100 episodes. Who knew we'd make it this far? I mean, we had, the odds were against us, people were ransacking us on Twitter, but we still stand tall here. (laughs) Uh, We built this house on a pillar of concrete, not sand or wood. We're the wise pig. Austin, what do we have for this episode as the big announcement for our countdown to 100? We're doing a little experiment, and that experiment is a Patreon. Oh my gosh. Give us your money. <laughs> just being silly. You know, no pressure, absolutely no pressure, but just letting you know, we have a Patreon now. There if you want it. Sorry, I'm really bad okay. at advertising All myself. Right. I'm going to step up and, and do this marketing thing, even though I have Please no do. marketing background at all. We're starting a Patreon, you guys. It's going to be fun and exciting. We have all new content we're going to put out on there. Obviously, we have our free feed. This is not going to change, but we have all kinds of fun stuff like our show notes, our bloopers, our outtakes, all the crazy stuff we talk about before the episode. Austin, yes. What other stuff do we have? All right, I got a full list right here. These are the tiers. Which you can check out on Patreon. There'll be a link in the episode description. For $1 a month, you can be a Canto Cult member. And that gets you with some show materials, behind-the-scenes content that we use for um, production. We got our production notes um, that we use to read aloud. The Excel spreadsheets for the Orange Islands and Canto scoreboards for the MVP and LVP. Woo! And I'll be adding the Johto one in about two years or so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When that's done. Prom- that's very promising. <laughs> two years. Yep. Uh, I got the fan fiction transcripts from our fan fiction episode. And I read through them. And there's a couple of differences between what we read aloud and what's actually written down. Really? Oh, gosh. Okay. We must have edited ourselves. That is the first tier. That's the $1. And for $3 a month, the recommended tier, you can be part of the Orange Islands Castaway tier. Which includes the behind-the-scenes content, as well as some more behind-the-scenes content. Specifically, 
I put up the recording of our Lost Episode 2. One where the audio is so bad (laughs) that we didn't even release it. And I listened to the whole thing, and it's really funny how nervous we are. (laughs) So I thought it was funny. We still had our training wheels on. Yes, we still do, actually, but there were even more training wheels. We got them in the front now, too, not just the back. And we also have one of my personal favorites, deleted scenes from episodes that I had to cut out before we released it on the main feed. So we got some discussions that are a bit more X-rated than usual or a bit more embarrassing than we were willing to put out there. Yeah, well, it's going to be put out there, so there's no shame. There's no embarrassment. It's just going to be out there for everybody to see. Yep, that's $3 a month, Orange Island Castaway. Then, for $5 a month, you can be a Johto Annual Festival attendee. Oh. That's everything I already mentioned. Plus, you can influence the episode directly. You can provide a topic for a week talk discussion for us to go through. It could be literally anything, and we'll talk about it. You want us to talk about your grandma? We'll talk about her. <laughs> You could provide a writing prompt for us to write a fan fiction for a fan fiction episode. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give Lord. us a chance to flex our creative writing muscles. Yeah, or show how uncreative we are. And you can pick who does it. You can pick if Jacob does it. You can pick if all three of us do it. Pick your favorite writer. If you want Jacob to write an erotic fan fiction of Ash and Pikachu. He will. Pay $5 <laughs> a month and you can do it. Yeah, complete sellout here. You can also, another fanfiction related thing, recommend any fanfiction and we will read it on the main feed. We'll read at least one chapter after the outro of an episode. And if we like it, we might read the whole fucking thing. Are there exceptions to that? Yes, nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. Nothing outwardly hateful. I mean, you know us. We're pretty loosey-goosey, but still. Yeah, terms and conditions may apply. Thank you for pointing that out, Jacob. Yeah, and you get a, if we reject it... You can try again. Put it that way. It's not like a one and done deal. For $10 a month, you can be in the Ashes Good for Nothing Father tier. <laughs> Woo! That's everything I already mentioned. Plus, um, Alex's fun project. Yeah. New episodes. Patreon exclusive episodes. Yeah, these are the special episodes you won't find on our main feed that we talk about anything and everything. It'll be fun. It's a super fun time. It's a mystery. So maybe tune in. I have a couple ideas for those, actually. Oh, good. Goody. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. <laughs> and the other one you get for the Ashes Good for Nothing Father tier is Austin's attempts to recreate his childhood fan fictions. Crazy, sexy stuff happens, you guys. Oh, my gosh. You have my curiosity of what a, a 10-year-old would write. I haven't done that yet. And obviously, I would write it like in the style of like a child writing fiction so that'll be kind of silly this is the most exciting thing because we get to rewind all the way back to austin's aol chat room days oh yeah aim yes oh my gosh join us on that adventure you guys remember your aim usernames i don't i didn't have i didn't have one it was probably something really cringy like bloody tears 666 or some crap (laughs) i'm sure Just like uh, Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way. It was it was a time. That leaves the final super premium super tier. Whatever Ooh. a Pokemon Master even is tier. Where Ooh. we answer that question and more. Well, what you could do if you pay $20 a month, you can be a guest host on an upcoming episode. <gasps> Whoa. Yep, you can pick any upcoming episode. 
Terms and conditions may apply. Yes. Yeah. But that would be so much fun. We encourage it. Come and join us as a guest host. It's lots of fun here on Out of the Drawing Pan. We're not scary people. I swear to God. We are not scary. (laughs) We are not impressive in any way. What Austin is saying is if you saw us walking on the street, you wouldn't be afraid to approach us and say, hey. You would be like, I could beat those people up. Well, I mean, maybe you. They want to be our friends. (laughs) We are approachable Silly, goofy millennials who love to talk about Pokemon. So join us and talk about Pokemon with us. Yeah, we're not like those awkward Gen Zers. No, we're awkward Gen Yers. (laughs) (laughs) Gen Y? That's us. What's a Gen Y? Generation X, Millennials, Generation Z. We're Generation Y. No, we skipped that. Generation, why are you confusing me? Okay, whatever. Wait, so say it again. It's Millennial, then what? Boomers, baby boomers. Generation X, Millennials, Generation Z. So where does the Y fit in? X, Y, Z. That's dumb. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) They broke the order. My leg leg fell asleep. Oh, no. My leg. My leg. Oh, that Patreon talk. Put your leg to sleep. Oh, my God. I hate it. I hate this feeling. Well, wake it up because this is exciting. Patreon, we're going to kick that off soon. Austin's going to make that go live when he works his magic. Is it already live, Austin? It will be when this episode comes out. Okay, there oh, you go. Okay. He's ahead of the game. Yeah, those links will be in the description and elsewhere on our Twitter, I guess. Right, Austin? Correct. Yes, correct. Oh my gosh, super exciting news, you guys. Woo-hoo. Is that it for this announcement? Anything about the Patreon left to say? Nope. All right, so that's a no. Sorry, when my log falls asleep, I fall asleep. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> like it. I never heard of spreading limb sleepness. Do y'all have the thing where when you sneeze, you feel a shooting pain through your arm? Or is that just me? Um, no. That would be a precursor for a heart attack. Let's wish Austin the best of health. It's another reason to join the Patreon, help pay for his medical bills. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the real purpose of the Patreon, you guys, the real function of it, ideally, we would just like to break even on the cost of having an RSS feed. That's all we want to do. That would be so great. We would love it. Thank you. Yep. Show your support for our show. Let us know how you feel like we're doing. Write in. Let us know. You know, we want to hear from you guys. We enjoy this. We hope you guys do too. We'll never put main Pokemon stuff behind a paywall. No way. Nope. We're not those kind of people. This is just extra fun stuff that we hope you enjoy as much as we do. You know what they could do? They could show us their love. Just like the episode this week, Love Totodile Style. That's going to be the first episode we're talking about, along with Foul Play. Before we get into it, I'm going to own up to it. Oh, God. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. I messed up this week. I watched the wrong episodes. Oh, my gosh. This is the first time this has happened. So I'm the first one to make this mistake. Yes. Austin had a good defense for me. I don't know if this is what happened. I like to assume it was. The previous episode was a Totodile episode. I saw Totodile in this title, and I just skipped over it. I'm going to go in blind here, like I'm not wearing my glasses, or like that guy last week, and just... No, <laughs> kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> kidding, sorry. The context of which you can find on our Patreon. <laughs> and just, I guess, spitball here and kind of uh, go along, go with the flow here. I did watch Foul Play, though, so I got that. Okay, great. Arguably the more important of the two episodes.
I have the 30 second summary challenge this week and Austin has Love Total Off Style and Alex has Foul Play so for the the first episode is not going to be right at all this is going to be so fun don't cheat don't look at a summary just I have not make it up I have not see how close you can get I feel bad really I feel like I let the team down sorry no it's unprecedented and plus it makes for good comedy we'll see if it's good comedy <laughs> do your best Jacob in three two one okay this week we get a comparison of Chikorita and Totodile's love styles with Chikorita being very uh, compact and very close to Ash and we have Totodile who's more free will that goes around just doing nothing and Chikorita's really tight and gets jealous of how Totodile walks around and is free spirited so Chikorita tries it out tries to be that kind of lovey dovey but can't handle it and this actually makes her grow closer to Ash at the end where she will never leave his side in fact, she refused to go in her po- Pokeball, and Totodile just continues walking around squirting people. Time. Would that have been a better episode, arguably? This episode sucked. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell us how you really feel. I will. Let me ask this. How close was I? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that would have been more interesting because you could see some interactions between Pokemon, and you could see Chikorita have sort of some intersection. And attempts at character development. Nope. None of that. Nothing like that. Huh. Instead, Brock is going to make some beef stew. And Misty lets out all her water types and says, All right, everyone, go swim in the water. And Totodile comes out as well and is swimming around in the water. Wouldn't you know it, Totodile comes across Azumarill. And it's going, Azumarill, Azumarill, Azumarill. Yes, Jacob? Who's doing this? Totodile's doing this? Azumarill. Oh, I was like, what the hell's going on here? Okay, Azumarill. Sorry, did my audio cut out or something? No, no, I just mean not paying attention. I need to look at what Azumarill looks like real quick. Oh my god, Jacob. <laughs> it looks like Meryl, but taller. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> you mean that Azumarill's melodious voice isn't enough to make you fall in love with it instantly? No, I thought it was going to like lure Totodile to a watery grave or something. It was scary. I did not care like for it. Like a siren song? Yeah. A Zoomerill oh. song. Does Totodile fall in love with this Zoomerill? Of course he does. Okay, see, I, I'm not on track. I got it now. Yep, and we know it's a girl Zoomerill, and Totodile is a boy, and he is straight because a Zoomerill has a pink ribbon on her tail, like that one Meryl we saw that one time, but it's a different one. Oh yeah, this isn't the same. There's no evolution here. Nope. Okay. Totally different one. Somebody's just going around tying pink ribbons on these things. Then yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, got to mark him somehow. Well, turns out Azumarill belongs to Trixie. She is wandering around looking for her lost Azumarill. This area we're in now, this region, people lose their Pokemon a lot. This is why you don't let them go out without a leash. Oh, sorry, I was thinking about dogs. <laughs> you were saying a leashed Pokemon. <laughs> Do you think somebody would have invented that by now? Because this is crazy. We Every third episode, somebody's lost a Pokemon. Brock sees her and gets a boner. Talk about beef stew. Yeah. He he wants to share his beef stew with her. And he goes on and on and on about her before Misty finally pulls him away. Meanwhile, Flutterdile has a gator boner for Azumarill and is trying to impress her. How do gators mate? How do they mate? They have sex. What do you mean how do they mate? I know, but is it like... (laughs) It'd be hard. In the water, like, would you... Do they flip on their backs? I have never watched gators have sex, but you are free to do so if you would like to. Can we add that to a tier? <laughs> yes. That's the $3,000 gator fuck tier. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just hard to nature documentaries. It's just hard to imagine because it would have to be like if it's on its back, the scales and stuff would hurt, but it's like smooth on its belly. All right, this is weird. <laughs> okay, uh, my question is, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot just a little. Azumarill and Totodile, are they even in the same egg group? Well, one's a reptile and one's like a rabbit. Well, a skitty and a whale lord can... But those are both mammals. But they make an egg. Mammals don't make eggs. That's very good point. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. That's very important to remember. Let's uh, let's find out. Can a Totodile and an Azumarill breed? <laughs> they can. Or rather, can they reproduce? They can breed. I don't know if they can actually... That is true. They can okay. offspring. Yeah. So, Azumarill is part of the Water One and Fairy egg groups. And Totodile... Is part of the monster and water one, so I oh, guess it oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, Totodile. Let's get some Rule Thirty Four that pairing. All right, Good Lord. Azumarill does not care for this. She she does not want to be sexually harassed by a Totodile, so she runs and finds Trixie and hides behind her. And everyone's like, "Oh, hooray! Azumarill's back! Yay!" Now let's go to the circus because Trixie runs a Pokemon. This is so circus. random. Yes. Why is there always, like, so many circuses? There's too many. All right, this is the second Pokemon circus we've seen, and both of them feature the main Pokemon running away and trying not to be in the spotlight and being a prima donna. Oh, but the first one was a Raichu, right? Oh, that was, like, the stage boat show. Oh, well, there was a stage boat show, too. Yeah, I'm thinking, I was talking about the Mr. Mime. Oh, right. I forgot about I that. I forgot about M- Mr. Mime. What was that Mr. Mime's name? Like, Benjamin or some shit? It was Larry. Benjamin? It was Larry. It was something, like, it was something <laughs> like, inappropriate. Like Inappropriate? Well, I mean, like, it was like a human name. <laughs> sorry, this, if you're, sorry to our listeners named Benjamin. Yeah, so apparently the name Benjamin is inappropriate. Sorry about that. Let's see. Okay, we've got Mimey. Larry. His name's Larry. Mr. Mime Time is the episode. Right. Stella, Stella used a Mr. Mime in her circus. But does it have a name? Okay, she also has long blue hair. Is that also a common theme with these circus people? I don't think the Mr. Mime had a name. I guess I created a memory. You're like me creating these names. I guess I am. <laughs> it's channeling off. I thought it had a name, too. Or maybe that's just, like, a false memory, but I don't know. So, this Azumarill does not have a name, but we can give it a name if you want. Let's call it Azumarilly. No. We gotta come with... Azumary. <laughs> Let's call it Kelly. All right, Kelly. Kelly. From, uh, from sure. Justin to Kelly. That's what I was Justin. And Kelly does not want to perform in the circus. I don't blame her. We see some of Trixie's amazing tricks, because now it's part of the... Now it's time for the circus. And her amazing tricks consist of, what was it? A Meryl goes into a hat. Pidgeys come out of a hat. Pidgeys go back into a hat. Meryl comes back out of the hat. There was one where she swallowed swords, too, right? No, she did not. No. Okay. Bach wants her to eat his sword, but that's not going to happen. Nice and pointy. In his dreams. Uh, Azumarill takes the stage, and she does her amazing trick where she balances balls on her water stre- water stream and then Totodile gets up there and he's like I'm going to join the circus too now so he starts spraying water everywhere and people start chucking fruit from the audience okay this is fucking rude Ash doesn't do anything to stop this blatant interruption of the show if only Ash had a method of having Totodile come back to him 
from a short mm-hmm. distance instantaneously. Mm-hmm. If only there was a possible way to point an object at Totodile that would have Totodile turn into a red beam of light that would return to Ash. See, y'all, y'all got all that from that scene. The only thing I got was the fact that these people had fruit at a circus. This is like a health conscious circus thing going on here, throwing fruit like funnel cakes. Uh, what do you get else you get at a circus? Uh, Corn dogs. Chocolate dipped bananas. Yeah, you get a whole bunch of weird stuff going on there. They they had like bunches of bananas. Like they had like. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> everyone must have bought like a giant basket of stuff to throw onto the stage. I like that. There better. was a huge quantity of stuff that was going over the twerps heads onto the stage. I like that. Um, but that's part of the act, because Totodile can touch all the fruit, and he spits it up with his water gun, and then Ash storms the stage, because, you know, why wouldn't he? And then all the fruit falls on Ash, and he catches all of it, and everyone applauds. This is an easily entertained audience. It really is. The people of Johto are not very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. That's the next generation. Hey! <laughs> can we skip ahead? Okay. Team Rock is there. They want to steal Azumarill to make their own circus. They would be good at it, I feel like. I stopped paying attention at this point because when Team Rocket comes onto the stage, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> they take Azumarill and Pikachu and Totodile chases after them. Oh my god, they they find their log cabin in the woods that they have. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, great. their convenient hideout. Yep, they hide out at their log cabin all night. They must just have them all over the place, right? Like, this is like, Giov- they're like timeshares Giovanni has, and I guess you can go in them. Are they just, like, everywhere in T-Rocket are squatters? Is that what's happening? Could be. There's just a lot, though, and they're always conveniently placed. It's the weird, that's the weird thing about it. Maybe they're just, like, rest stops, you know? Like, because people travel all around, you know, trainers and stuff, so they have these little cabins strategically placed around. That's true. Sometimes the twerps go to a log cabin for no discernible reason. We have to remember that, like, this is a utopia. So, like, there's convenient, fully stocked cabins in the middle of the woods that trainers can just stop at. Like, And everyone cleans up after themselves. Nobody steals. Right. Except for Team Rocket, who steals a Zoom Earl. Totodile chases after Team Rocket, and they capture Totodile, too. The next day, the twerps have spent all night, I don't know, just sleeping peacefully. Because they send out a Pidgey to find them. Ash says to himself, I sure wish Charizard was here right now. Aww. Because, I don't know, he's traumatized by the lack of Charizard. Okay, but let's be real. How often did he actually utilize Charizard in moments like these to, like, Ever. find stuff? Remember Ever. when they had to stop to take some ladybug across a canyon when they could have ridden Charizard? That's right. That's right. Team Rocket starts to get away in their balloon. What's her name? Trixie says, Pidgey. You know what to do. So Pidgey pops the balloon, implying that Pidgey regularly attacks hot air balloon enthusiasts. (laughs) What? (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah. There's been an increase in accidents lately. She interrupts uh, What's-Her-Face in her, like, hot air balloon race all the time. Oh, yeah. Windy. Windy. What was her name? Her brother's name was, like, Jet or something. Or was that the villain? I think her brother was Storm and the villain was Jet. I thought her brother was Thunder. 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 Well, speaking of thunder. 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 Sorry. Pikachu uses a thunderbolt and blasting rocket away. I appreciate the reference, though. Yes. Azumarill is freed from Team Rocket's clutches and runs into Trixie's Golduck's arms because they are in love. 
even though Golduck has never made any sort of sign outwardly that it cared at all about Azumarill. Are Azumarill and Golduck in the same breeding group? Let's find out. They can if they want to be. Make their own rules. Any consenting adult can have sex with anyone they want who consents. That just doesn't mean you're going to make a baby. Yeah, as long as you're water one together. Yep, he is a water one See, there you go. group. Yep. There you go. Man, who isn't in water one? All right. Apparently, <laughs> it's everybody. God. Oh, there's also counterparts water two and water three. Well, there, my God, there's so many water groups. Okay, here's the differential between the Can three I guess? of them. Can I guess? Okay, yes. And just so everybody's aware, our source is Bubblepedia. Water one is terrestrial. Yes. Holy cow. Ooh. Okay. I think water two is like fish. Yes. Okay. And water three is, uh, water three is, uh, uh amphibians. Okay. You are correct. Water one is terrestrial water types. Water two, fish type water types. And then three says mostly characterized by its members resemblance to aquatic invertebrates. This group also includes several fossil Pokemon that's more like your crustaceans, like tentacle, shelter, oh. cloister, crabby, star you, lilip, you know, that kind of thing. It's very small. I never would have thought of that. Corsola, Amistar, Crawdont, those kind of things. Everything evolves to be crabs. Eventually. That's all breeding stuff, the water one. Yes. I never knew that before. Egg groups. I've never been a breeder in the games. You just don't want to be a water four. Water four is where the real freaks are. That's Ooh. the algae. That's the plankton. Where was Interesting. I? Interesting. Kelly the Azumarill and Bulldog start fucking on the ground right there. And Totodile is heartbroken. And <laughs> he just stands there and watches. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he has to leave. He has to go somewhere else. Because he finds another hot girl. And this hot girl is a Quagsire. Is she part of Water 1? I imagine she is. Um. So you can breed these? It is. Yes. Quagsire is also part of Water 1. Yes. You breed them, right? But yes. what do they make? Like, how is there not more Pokemon? The mother. The mother? Whatever the mother is, they make the base form. Okay, so like if... So Totodile is the male, right? So Quagsire would be the woman. So they would make a Quagsire? They would make a Whooper. Okay. I just think you would get more Pokemon. I mean, I, I think it's better the way they did it, but you think there would be all these... Hybrids? Hybronoids walking around. Yeah, like a Quagsire with a Totodile mouth or something. All right, Jacob, you, we're going to leave you with the task of designing all the potential hybrids <laughs> of all the Water 1 Pokemon. I'll ask AI to do it. Fusions are, like, popular. They are popular. But... Some of them are really cool. Yeah, some of them are really cool. Honestly, it would be interesting to see, like, a spin Well, I'm sure there's, like, ROM hacks and stuff like this. I'm not aware of it, but I'm sure there's, like, fusion ones. But if they had, like, a mainline Pokemon game where, like, you could fuse some Pokemon together, that would be, like, interesting. I think there was just recently a thing like that that was really popular. Really? Oh, there's a... I think there might be a ROM hack called Pokemon Fusions. I think... Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, too. Yeah, because Pokemon's the only series that never... Like, has Digimon done that? The fusion thing? Oh, Oh, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so could, that's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing everyone else is, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! They have the the fusion monsters. The Dragon Ball Z has done fusion. Pokemon's dead strong, Hello, though. Hello, Omnimon. Yeah, I don't know that, but that sounds like it's fused with something. It's the most prominent Digimon, and it's a fusion. Of course. See? Pokemon hasn't, is the only one that hasn't gone there. There's been a couple, but, like, they're very few and far between. Necrozma. Oh, there was a uh, black and white Kyurem, yeah. They're not canon. 
Oh, okay. No, okay. they're from the third versions, and I don't play those. That's right. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't acknowledge them. <laughs> they're not pure. They're the unpure versions. Oh my gosh! All right. Um, and that's basically it. The Quagsire is wearing a big pink bow, so we know it is a female Quagsire, and heteronormativity is saved once again, thanks to the horny Totodile. Yay. The day is saved. And then I don't think we ever see Totodile fall in love with a random Water 1 egg group Pokemon again. Is this not a recurring character trait? I can't remember. Well, he moved on. He got He's over his little love spell. Yep. All right. Uh, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm it. <laughs> it would have been more interesting if it was more like what you said, Jacob, like Chikorita and some introspection and Totodile and like learning how to love in a not toxic way. Yeah. But no. It's all toxic all the way. Yeah. Yep. We got full toxic. <laughs> uh, speaking of full toxic, we can now move on to the most viable player, least viable player in the quotes for this episode. Yes, Austin? Jacob, can you pick a most viable and least viable based on <laughs> oh, my doing summary? It. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, good, good. Do you want me to go first? No, just whatever. Okay. Alex, you're first, followed by me and then Austin. All right. Uh, I've stopped writing things down because I think it's more fun to just like randomly come up with stuff. I'm going to give my LVP to Brock, surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, because he was really encouraging Totodile to harass Azumarill this entire episode. He's like, don't give up. I mean, she's already not interested off the bat which is within her right to not be interested. She has rebuffed Totodile's advances several times. She's not into him. Obviously, her her interest is in Golduck. And Brock is like, no, Totodile, don't give up. You keep hitting on her. You keep going after her. Don't take no for an answer. And I'm like, that's not cool, Brock. That is not cool. So he gets LVP. Is he still your favorite? I mean, all that seriousness aside, I still love Brock. Okay. He has problematic elements for sure, but he's also a cartoon character. He has his silly moments. And so, sure, I like I like Brock. <laughs> MVP. God, was there anybody deserving of this this episode? I'm going to give it to Poliwhirl. Why not? Because oh. Poliwhirl was having a, a grand old time floating on his back in the river for that one second. And he looked like he was enjoying himself. And I think Poliwhirl's cute. So He's much cuter than Poliwag. Yeah, definitely. My quote is going to be the one thing I wrote down, and it's when Brock is cooking his famous beef stew, apparently. He says, this is my best yet. It's almost as good as the kind in a can. (laughs) All right, Brock, sure. Beef stew (laughs) in a can. Good job. I'll take the reins here. My uh, MVP, I'm going to give it to Goldeen for when they're uh, swimming and Azumarill's doing her thing. Goldeen swims over there and checks on Azumarill, make sure she's okay. Watch it out. Get Goldeen. I mean, the way Azumarill was sounding, it sounded like something was in trouble. Like she was getting mangled or mauled or something. You know, it just it just had that internal feeling. Motherhood kicked in. Good for it. I'm going to give my LVP to the ringleader of the circus. It was uh, like very decrepit looking. There was holes in the tent. Just a bunch of unfortunate characters around this tent. It, I didn't feel safe. And then my quote, I'm going to give it to James when he's watching Totodile watch the other two have sex. James turns to Jesse and goes, hopefully he's not crying Totodile tears. Oh, God. That's it for me. Oh that might God. be our episode title. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> All right, my go. I also have a James quote, but this one's real. <laughs> Mine's not? What are you talking about? No. In this one, James is asleep, and he says in his sleep, This steak is too well done. 
Take it back and make it rare. Oh my gosh. I also disagree with him because I only like my steak well done. Oh, come Austin, on. Austin, that's a crime. I know, I know, I know, I know, cr- I know. Do you I know, also know, put ketchup on it? You- no, I do not. Okay. A1. Shut up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> do you George Foreman grill it? Is that what you do? No. Okay. Okay, so. I'm glad he likes tarred meat. I do. It's practically like leather at that point. (laughs) Who doesn't love leather? It's like a day away from becoming a boot at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time I've licked a boot. Okay. Okay. Check that out. No. You know it tastes the same, so. Ayo. My MVP will be no one. Okay, my LVP is going to be Team Rocket because I don't like episodes where they just have a, they just basically fill time by kidnapping Pokemon. My MVP will be... Pidgey. Pidgey? Why not? Sure, Pidgey. will pop the balloon, as it <laughs> regularly does, apparently. And it found Team Rocket at some point. Go for, go, Pidgey. Pidgey, this is your moment to shine. It was more effective than any one of the twerp. It's the most Pidgey's ever done, so... Yes. Well, yeah, we have two Pidgey episodes coming up, by the way. Two Pidgey two episodes? Two individual episodes about Pidgey Holy are cow. coming. That's a lot of love. Wow. A lot of love there for Pidgey. It's not even a Johto Pokemon. I know. All right. Hmm. That's almost phallic of them to do. Like our next episode called Foul Play. Ah. Uh... Phallic? <laughs> yeah. It's a word. Phallic? Phallic? Yeah. I mean, I guess Noctowl's vaguely. <laughs> episode title. Phallic. Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it? This week's episode's called Phallic Play. <laughs> Oh my god! We've gotten a little too racy with the episode title sometimes, so <laughs> we're all about pushing boundaries here, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay, oh foul. Boy. You can pay three dollars a month on our Patreon for Dry and Pan After Dark, That's right. in which we have cut content about how bow chicka wow wow how sexy right. things get sometimes. Oh, Ooh. sexily! <laughs> we sexily entered the common room. That's right. All right, Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way. Next episode's called Foul Play, and uh, I get the uh, honor, should I say, of summarizing it. I did watch this one. and put that out there. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Good. <laughs> Whenever. All right, get ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right, so we're still on our way to Goldmember City, but this before we get there, we got to stop in a forest, and in this forest, we're looking at Noctowls, and there's a... Dr. Wiseman is trying to catch one, but not just any Noctowl. He wants this kind of decrepit, featherless-looking Noctowl who's just flying around. And everyone thinks this Noctowl is really cool, even though it's really smaller than everybody else. Uh, but everybody wants to catch it, including Team Rocket, who I guess got their black card back because they have this giant noct- or machine to catch Noctiles. And then uh, Alex is going to tell us whether or not we saved the Noctowl Time. from Team Rocket's grasp. There you go. Time. All right. So we are on... Dr. Evil's spaceship with Goldmember, and Austin Powers is there with Foxy Cleopatra, and we're trying to save the Noctowl. <laughs> Sorry, you said Goldmember, and I just had to. But no, really, we're in a dark forest, and according to the narrator, we're moving ever closer to Goldenrod. I think they're headed in the opposite direction at this point. Where is there a big forest that isn't the Ilex Forest? We've looped back around. We've gone back to Ilex Forest. We're just walking in circles, basically. It has to be, because at one point Missy says, oh, this forest is so dark, it's like nighttime, which I think is like the defining characteristic of Ilex Forest, isn't it? Like it being so dark there. So yeah, we're in this forest again. But the most interesting thing is not about getting out of the forest. It's this big birdhouse that they see in a nearby tree. 
They'll fucking stop for anything. Right. <laughs> literally, they will just stop and stare at something for no reason. That's the reason why we don't get anywhere. We literally stop, you know. Everywhere. They're just kids. They just, you know, shiny. Let me go uh, touch it. I was going to say they don't have like a goal or a mission or an errand anymore. But then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, well, they had the super important GS ball mission and that didn't stop them from getting sidetracked every five minutes. So that's true. They were supposed to come right back and they did the entire Orange Islands instead. <laughs> exactly. Don't they live the best life, though? There's no urgency. There's no time to, you know, time limit to get stuff done. It's just like, ah, they don't there's age. no time they at don't all. Age. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is like a, a day is a million hours. I mean, it's great. I'm really envious. I think they all literally exist in purgatory. I think they're all really dead. Like, <laughs> they're just. They actually died on that boat. Just didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, they died on the the boat at the bottom of the wa- uh, ocean. But this, the issue today is this giant birdhouse, and we have to stop and figure out: is it big enough for a bi- like a? What did he say? What did Brock say? It was like a big pidgey or a small pidgeotto. Like they couldn't decide. I assume that was a reference to something, but I didn't. I didn't catch it. It went over my head. I don't know, but it's not either one of those things because it's a noctowl bird home. And there's a man who is, like, standing in the tree, and he's camouflaging himself, and he's trying to shoo away all of the normal noctowls that are flying over to check this out, because he's waiting for a unusually colored noctowl to appear. And the twerps run over when they see this strangely colored noctowl fly up and peck this man, and he falls and breaks his neck on the ground. And his name is... Doctor, not Mister, but Doctor Wiseman. They just hand that degree out to anyone. I think you just call yourself Doctor. He went to the Seymour um, University of Science, Seymour <laughs> Institute of Science. He looks like he could be related, honestly, to him. He's an interesting character. This Doctor Wiseman. Do we even know his first name, or is he just Doctor Wiseman? Doctor Gerald Wiseman. Okay, Gerald then. Gerald explains to the twerps that he's after this interestingly colored noctowl and Ash is like, and well, no, he tells them he's been doing this for like years, I guess, or quite a long time. He moved into a log cabin in the woods specifically for this noctowl. Yes, he abandoned his life wherever he came from and built a cabin in the woods just so he can be around to catch this noctowl. But Ash is like, nope. I'm going to catch it. Screw you, Mr. Wiseman. I am going to catch this Noctowl. I don't care that you've been after this your whole life. Do we get a time frame of how long he's been out there? Does he ever say, like, I've been years, months, centuries, because time doesn't exist? Centuries. I think it's centuries. Centuries. (laughs) Centuries. I think so. Could you imagine dedicating your whole life to something and then this punk 10-year-old comes along and steals all your dreams in less than a day? I know. (laughs) I felt so bad for him. He's clearly gone insane from, like, the loneliness and the extreme attempts he's making to go through and catch this Pokemon, and he can't do it futilely trying to catch this Noctowl. But here comes Ash. He's like, I don't care about you and your dreams. I don't care about all the hard work you've put into this. I'm gonna catch it. It made me upset because I'm like, Ash just did this to Misty a few episodes ago when he stomped all over her dreams of catching Totodile. Ash just wants his Johto team. Well, he had some good Johto Pokemon that he, for some reason, got rid of. R.I.P. Heracross. Anyway, they try to catch this Noctowl, and they do a couple different things, but Noctowl is apparently, like, a genius Pokemon. 
and thwarts every attempt they make to catch it. Noctowl ends up hypnotizing Ash. Ash then hallucinates that a nearby rock is actually Pikachu, which this was actually pretty funny, I will admit. It's clever. I mean, that's what it would do. Do shinies have special increase in abilities, or is it just purely cosmetics or aesthetics? Cosmetic. But this one is different. That's what had me confused. Like, there's nothing special about shinies, but different color. What is up with Ash and his, like, special bird Pokemon with special powers? Uh, Pidgeotto, Papa Balloon. I'm thinking of Swallow. Swallow! electric whatever the hell was going on with that <laughs> we'll we'll get there eventually i'm so excited to get there in due time austin don't worry so back at the cabin that wiseman has moved into in pursuing his lifelong dream of catching this knocked owl he just he like <laughs> oh he misty's like okay so tell us a little bit about yourself you know what have you what are you doing here and he's like okay i spent my whole life like catching rare and unusual pokemon Meanwhile, Togepi is standing right there, right there next to him, and he's like, Misty, do you have any rare and unusual Pokemon? And she's like, why, yes, of course I do. And I thought they were going to say something about Togepi, but instead, she calls out Psyduck. Okay. Not rare, not cool. Yeah. Does Psyduck have, like, I mean, I know they make a big deal about its, like, psychic powers sometimes, but, like, is that something that all Psyduck can do? Presumably. Yeah, this is not, like, a unique... Psyduck, like when they first have Psyduck come out, Dexter says that like their headaches cause them to have like weird powers or delegates how strong they are. I mean, this is not like a unique case with this Psyduck. There's nothing special about it. I feel like Dr. Wiseman only cares about shinies. He's like a shiny hunter before that was a concept. Oh, yeah. But for the record, I looked up shiny Togepi. It doesn't it? It doesn't look very different at all. The red spots are blue and the blue spots are red. <laughs> is that the difference? That's the difference. The zebra with black stripes and white stripes, not white stripes, black stripes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. With the zebra thing, didn't they determine that zebras have the black skin and the stripes are white? I thought they. I thought it was the other way around. I'm googling shaved zebra. Oh my god, what is it? Oh, oh. they're just horses in disguises. That yes, is cool. Austin. Zebra facts. Is this real? What is it? <laughs> is that a tiger? It's shaped the fur and it's it's the imprints are underneath. No. Okay, it's a tiger with a bald spot and the stripes are on its skin. Is that real? That can't that be can't real. That can't be real. No. Okay, let's let's answer this question once and for all. Are zebras white with black stripes or black with white They're stripes? They're black with white stripes. You're right. So according to Live Science, it says, despite the different patterns and coloring, all zebras have the same skin color. Black, said Tim Caro, a behavioral and evolutionary ecologist. Huh, questions for the ages. Okay, anyway, regardless, this Wiseman guy is a shiny, crazed lunatic who only wants to catch shiny Pokemon, and he has a complete psychotic breakdown when Misty laughs innocently because it reminds him of Noctowl's taunting laugh that he's heard in his dreams for years upon years, and he completely breaks down. And so Ash and Wiseman get into this pissing contest about who's going to catch the Noctowl, this grown-ass man, or this punk-ass kid. And so Wiseman's like, well, I don't care what you do, but I have this secret trap that I don't even really understand this trap at all, but it's a super secret secret and we can't know about it. But Ash is like, I just want to see under the tarp, man. Just show me what's under the tarp. And he's like, no. What's in the basement, Aaron? 
What's in the basement? Right? He physically has to restrain Ash from not, like, uncovering this thing, which turns out to just be a basic Rube Goldberg machine trap that uncovers a mirror that he's, like, set up in the tree so that the Noctowl will see itself and hypnotize itself. Really kind of shows its, like, intellect or lack of. You know, they pitch it as a smart thing and then it sees itself then hypnotizes itself. That was pitiful. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's still an animal, and it still doesn't recognize itself, which there's, like, an actual scientific concept or or name for this, but it's, like, animals can't recognize themselves in a mirror. I can't see my reflection in a mirror. Is that... So you're a vampire. (laughs) It's called the mirror test, sometimes called the mark test, red spot technique, or rouge test, Behavioral technique developed in 1970 as an attempt to determine whether an animal possesses the ability of visual self-recognition. Is that the thing where they put, like, a dot on a baby and show it in the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. If they, like, rub the dot off and they, like, recognize that it's on themselves, then it's like, oh, my God, they're aware. Anyway, Hmm. yeah, that's his big idea is just to have Noctowl hypnotize itself by looking at itself in the mirror, which it does, but it's still smart enough to hypnotize Wiseman on its way down as it falls out of the tree. It gets away because Wiseman thinks it's a rock again. Meanwhile, Team Rocket has been eavesdropping and they're like, well, we're going to catch the super fancy shiny Noctowl. So how do they do this? With their giant Noctowl mecha that they've purchased from popular Pokemon magazine. Yeah, I wrote that too. Yeah. <laughs> you think they would have just came out with a giant mirror? It would have worked. Yeah, like if those hypnotized waves can bounce off a mirror. But like a hallway of mirrors. Yeah. That would have been horrifying, like a house of mirrors or something. That would have been cool. Did everyone else love Noctowl, like staggering drunk on the ground away? Yes. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> But it gets away because it's smart enough to, I don't know, shake itself awake from the hypnosis. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is attacking them in this giant Noctowl machine. Wiseman uses the opportunity when the twerps are distracted to try to make off with the Noctowl, which I don't understand why this man hasn't invested any in any Pokeballs. He just was going to put like a leash on it and like <laughs> leash again. run off with it. What do you catch birds with? A net? Well, I know, like, falconers have, like, they have, like, a little leash thing, and they have, like, that glove, and they train them to, like, go and come back. They gotta put that mask over it, too. Make it look like a, like an old-school executioner. Oh, the hoods. Yeah, you have to put the hood over it. Does it cover the eyes? Is that what it does? Yeah. Yes, it covers everything. Yeah. I guess that makes him feel safe. I don't know. So, he just picks it up and runs with it like a loaf of bread under his arm, but he doesn't get very far. Noctowl, I don't remember exactly what happens. This is like the battle sequence part of the episode. Psyduck tries to help, gives itself a hernia instead. (laughs) Ash is there, calls out Cyndaquil and Totodile. But Noctowl like basically becomes the trainer instead. And he's like, okay, guys, this is what you got to do. And he tells them to flamethrower and water gun the metal over and over again. Yes, Austin. Noctowl understands the concept of physics and the yes. concept of contraction. Yes. And he doesn't understand the concept of a mirror. Yes. Okay. We all have our weaknesses. Okay. We all have our faults. Okay. Sometimes we watch the wrong episodes. Sometimes we hypnotize ourselves with mirrors. It happens. Just another day in the life, which makes this next part, this infuriates me on like a visceral level, but I'll get there because this Noctowl is like a tactical genius. Ends up single-handedly instructing 
Ash's Pokemon, defeats Team Rocket. Oh my gosh, amazing. And so Wiseman is like, okay, I know when I'm beat, I'm going to let the young generation have a turn. I've tried for years to catch this thing and I can't do it because it's that freaking smart. Noctowl's like, I challenge you, Ash. See if you can't outsmart me in a battle. Catch me once and for all. So this is the part that despite all of this, years of Tom and Jerry, like back and forth, Sylvester and Tweety bullshit, (laughs) Ash gets into a normal battle with Noctowl. All he has to do is say, Pikachu, close your eyes so that you don't look it in the face to avoid the hypnosis and listen to the sound of its flapping wings. But guys... Owls have silent wing beats. Oh, shit. They do. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> this Blowing was my mind. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That is how he wins against the owl Pokemon. Clearly, owls have silent wings, but Noctowl do not. I was like, what in the fresh fuck is this? I was so mad. I'm like, this thing is like a genius level Pokemon, and that's how Ash catches it. They could have had this battle and then like skipped over it, and the next scene's just Pikachu as a pallet, like an owl pellet just sitting there. Oh. An owl pellet. <laughs> Ash just trying to put the bones back together. Noctowl is wasted on Ash. I'm so upset. I was so proud of Ash. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to just look up real quick. Noctowl being based off of like a horned owl. Oh, Bullopedia. Here we go. That's right. Let's see if Eurasian eagle owls have silent wing beats. I think all owls are silent. Right? 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 Okay. Great horned owl can fly virtually silently. Yeah, they are silent hunters that use their keen eyesight and hearing to locate and capture prey. So there's no way a mouse could hear an owl approaching it. No. That's right. This is complete bullshit that the mouse outsmarts the owl. Nope, nope, nope. But... We don't have that kind of science, you know, at our disposal in this episode. But Ash catches it. The end. That was a great point, though. Yay, Noctowl. That, like, just ruins everything. (laughs) That ruins, like, you know, the the bird box scene there. (sighs) Yeah, it ruined it. Guess we have Noctowl, though, and a shiny, too. So that's interesting. Yeah, thoughts on Noctowl. We don't know much about it yet as it relates to, like, its interactions with Ash's Pokemon. I liked it in the games. I used it in the games. I probably caught it in the forest that you were talking about earlier, but I definitely had one to finish the game with. I think I missed this episode as a kid, and so for a long time I thought like, oh, this is just how Noctowl looks in the anime. It has a different color scheme. No. I didn't realize it was shiny for a long time. It's cute. I like it. It's smaller than the other Noctowls are regularly. I like it. I think it's cute. I think a Noctowl in general is underrated as like a bird Pokemon, but I'm glad we have a shiny. It's a good, like, it's a psychic type, obviously, but I don't know if it's, like... Nope. It's not a psychic? It is not. It can learn psychic attacks? Yep. Okay. That's the reason why I used it. Yeah. Shouldn't it be? I feel like it should be psychic flying or something. No, we have Zatu for that. Like, they haven't had, like, the same type Pokemon in, in the same generations before. We need more normal flying. We need more of those. Oh, my gosh. Normal flying, but can learn psychic. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Alex. Let's move on to our MVP or LVP and our uh, quote here. Uh, Come on, it froze. All right, Austin, you're first, followed by me, and then Alex. My MVP is Noctowl for being super smart and super cute and for having a physics degree. (laughs) (laughs) And my LVP is Noctowl for not being able to pass the mirror test 
and for being a really bad owl because it doesn't even have silent wings. <laughs> That's a shiny Too effect. Too bad, Knocked Owl. The shiny effect. Yeah, maybe it's the price it pays for being shiny as its wings are like jacked up and it can't yeah. fly silently. It had a horrible injury that affected its wings. Dr. Wiseman slapped it. Probably. Oh, my quote is when Team Rocket shows up and they're like, 80-foot giant Noctowl mecha. And Ash says, that's not a real Noctowl. (laughs) (laughs) That was Brock's. That was Brock should have said that. That would have been better. Brock had some weird dialogue in this episode. I was ignoring him, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part where he's... Oh, maybe I'll I'll say this when I do mine if Jacob doesn't take it, but... Oh, my God. My MVP, I'm going to give it to the first Noctowl that got shooed away from Dr. Wiseman and got out of there not to deal with this crap. (laughs) Um, my LVP, I'll give it to, who'd you give it to, Austin? Noctowl. Noctowl. The shiny Noctowl. Yeah. All right, I'll give my LVP to Team Rocket for this one, for spending all that money on that real Noctowl and it not working. And then my, um, quote, I think it was, it was Meowth or James, but they're having dialogue and they're talking about, you know, we should do this, we should do this. And then Meowth goes, it doesn't matter. I don't give a hoot. Good. <laughs> it's like yay that's great finally someone said it i was thinking that the whole episode that, that was coming oh man okay um this is difficult all right i'm gonna give my mvp to psyduck why not for trying its best oh that was my backup <laughs> it tried it tried really hard but ended up giving itself a you know hernia and uh Jeez. passing out so it's little protrusions coming out of its stomach now it's real gross looking yeah poor thing i'm gonna give my lvp to popular pokemon magazine yeah a recurring favorite or least favorite they i don't think they specifically said it was from popular pokemon magazine but i'm choosing to believe it is because where else have they gotten their crazy mechas from so i don't know why they keep uh selling these things because who is buying them other than team rocket Again, although we did we did speculate that Giovanni runs Popular Pokemon Magazine, right? Like, this is just a front. He's just selling to his own people. There is a Team Rocket Magazine. I know that for sure. Oh, my gosh. Is there really? In a movie, actually. That's amazing. I think it's some kind of money laundering operation, though. It has to be. And then my quote, I'm going to quote the part where James, they have come out on the Mecca and they're like, brought, so to Jacob's point, Austin's point, Brock has really weird dialogue. Like, at one point, they're like, what about the rules? You need to play fair. Trainers catch Pokemon with their own Pokemon. I'm like, Brock, what the hell? Like, Team Rocket has never cared about playing fair. But anyway, the quote being, James says, for your information, we didn't create this monstrosity. We bought it, although a good deal of assembly was required. And Jesse says, but the box didn't include instructions on how to be ashamed of anything. They're trying to shame them into playing fair oh sure. okay yeah which is so that's why i said it's so the dialogue was so weird at that part because i'm like you guys know their team rocket so what episode is this of pokemon we don't know what the deal is 156 by the way mm. oh neat i think so does it matter anymore they want to say about this episode before we wrap it up here nope all right austin what's on the menu Ooh, what is this sorry first i sent a picture of oh, the shinies why does it look so yellow and green? It could be worse. It could be more green. Sorry, I googled shiny hoodoo because I was just curious. I think like the early sprites were less green. I think as time has gone on and we've gotten to these like 3D models, they have progressively gotten more yellow and more green. I would redesign these 
the hoot hoot i would um there's little things under its eyes on the shiny i would put them on top and then the little eyebrow things put them underneath the noctowl i would take the triangles on its chest and flip them up to where they're like pointed up instead of down i would make like little adjustments like that just to have more of a distinction because the color thing i mean it's cool but most of them aren't that different if you try to do that kansugi mori will come to your house personally and slap you in the face yeah don't change my designs i don't understand game freak's fascination with making shinies green like there's just so many green shinies it's bizarre you know what else is bizarre what our next episode it's only gonna be one pokemon episode oh forest grumps all right it's bizarre forest forest grumps cool deal (laughs) that's all we got going on (laughs) all right you got that to look forward to we also we may have another special announcement next episode Ooh, maybe interesting all right you guys ready for me to close this out here i think so that was fun of course we like to say thank you all for listening be sure to leave us a five star rating if you have any questions or comments for the show be sure to send them to out of the drying pan at gmail.com again that is out of the drying pan at gmail.com and you can also follow us on twitter at out of drying pan again our handle is out of drying pan and be sure to join us next time as this journey continues